So our next recording will be on uh, Tuesday. No, scheiße. <laughs>
a lousy performance, right? So this is this is what what most people recognized and and yeah, you know, which was not okay for for the most uh, followers. Mm, okay, so that that is kind of also the mood on X Twitter. Um, there was a positive spin, of course, but a lot of people said, especially in light of the fact that one day later Bayern Munich got knocked out by a, a third tier club called Erste FC Saarbrücken, um, who are actually in fifteenth place at the moment in the third tier out of is it 18 teams i think it's 18 teams so didn't have a brilliant start to the season um a lot of people thought okay this would have been another nice um opportunity to go through avoid bayern München. um the only two really i would say dangerous clubs in there is bayer leverkusen, or bayer leverkusen and, and maybe borussia dortmund um, so it might have been uh, a good path and a good way to to go to Berlin again and to possibly win that cup again. But um, on the other hand, well, it's done. What's done is done. Um, I presume it was it was just about the way it happens. So Wolfsburg is going to be one of the topics we're talking about, of course. Um, also understand, Richard, that you have some club-related news, but there's one particular topic that I'm looking forward to, and that's called Mind the Gap. What do we, what do we, why do we call this, that topic, Mind the Gap? Well, that's going to be revealed in a few moments. And last not but least, we're going to look forward to our match versus the other Karnevalsverein, Mainz 05. So Richard, oh, we have to talk about it. So our knockout, second round, we got knocked out. We're gone now versus Volkswagen Wolfsburg. What are your key takeaways from that match? My key takeaway, basically here, is it's only a very narrow line between success and failure. Okay, so yeah, okay, this is three uh, for euros in the Phrasenschwein, um, but <laughs> catching, catching, <laughs> but yeah, but basically it's, it's like that. Um, Rosa only changed the six 0 winning starting eleven in two positions. Uh, so Pete got his chance uh, instead mm -hmm. of Blaswig to gain some playing time and then uh, gain some confidence and Paulsen started instead of Shima Khan. I read after the match that Mo was not at 100% and therefore got a rest so maybe that was the reason. Um, and the other thing Rosa changed, he changed back the formation. He, he changed back from this uh, delighting 3-4-1-2 formation from the Cologne game back to his favorite 4-2-2-2 and yeah, in my opinion this formation doesn't really fit to the players we have at the moment, okay? So it is Rose's favorite formation since RBL started in the vast majority of, of matches like that under Rose's charge. And Rose played with four defenders in most games when he was in charge for Dortmund and Gladbach as well. Um, but in last season, we had especially Lima in most of our games in defensive midfield, um, who was always all over the place in every match. So our mm. key players... Um, Soboslai and Nkunku were able to lead the offense and carry along uh, Benny and Raum and Halstenberg respectively because they knew exactly that there was always Leimer who will be the first behind the ball if he lose it. That's um, true. Yeah, so Leimer is not on the roster anymore and the designated successor Nicolas Seibald isn't as good as Connie yet, but this no. is okay. It's a, it's a young guy, he will need some time, what, what should be conceded to him. Um, so it's usually to Kampel or Haidara to take over Lima's part and, and both do have their strengths and both are well, obviously above average Bundesliga players. 
But as defensive midfielders, in terms of positional play, pursuit opponents, tackle, they simply don't reach Lima's level. So mm. bottom line here is, to me, it seemed that our team felt much more comfortable when they knew against Köln that there are always three center backs, what led to relieved offensive effort, especially from Hendricks and Raum. Um, and basically things that we didn't saw against Wolfsburg um, with only two changes compared to the Cologne game, it must have to do something with the formation as well. Mm. I do share your point or do agree with your point regarding Seibald. Um, I think we all remember his performance uh, versus Wien Wiesbaden and that was a bit shaky. I, um, but, but to be honest... Um, he did pick up his form versus Bayern Munich. He did a good job by City. Um, so he, he will need, he will probably need the whole season to adjust and, and to grow, to grow. And maybe he needs to grow faster because Haidara was, was missing for quite a while. He's now just slowly coming back. Schlager, sometimes uh, he was injured for a little bit as well. Um, but he will get his chances. Um, so I'm, I'm very optimistic about that. But wasn't it... You know, it's not so much the fact that we got knocked out that can happen, but wasn't the the sort of negative feeling and impression about? Well, it was. It seemed to be like a bad day at the office. <laughs> it's like a Monday you're coming, or maybe on a Tuesday, and it was a Tuesday. Um, and um, you're not hundred percent. You are motivated, but then again, you're not hundred percent motivated. And instead of hundred and ten percent. Uh, your performance was only 90%, which in normal times would play, be probably be good, but not enough for a Wolfsburg team who understood that this is a do-or-die game and they had nothing to lose. Um, how do you see that, Richard? I see it exactly the same way. Mm. Uh, Wolfsburg uh, brought out eight new players on the pitch. Compared yeah, crazy. Their, <laughs> crazy right? <laughs> compared to their last encounter at Augsburg. And, and maybe Niko Kovac told them, okay, this is your chance, your chance to, to impress me, impress the audience, impress the, our opponent. 16,000 in Wolfsburg. <laughs> oh, not close to a sellout crowd, guys. Uh, 3,000 um, from Leipzig, by the way. It was it was a nice nice filled um, away uh, supporters uh, yeah stand yeah I like beautiful that. Uh, so maybe um, Kovac told him hey this is your chance to shine um, okay and 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 they they took it mm. um, yeah. and we didn't them. throw everything we 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 got so um, did you did you saw the the, the Bayern Munich game yesterday <laughs> when, they, when they went out not <laughs> and there were two two key things that. Um, what makes, to me, um, the, uh, the the loss of Bayern Munich not that much, um, how, how, how to say it, not as worse as, as our um, way out of the cup. Because mm -hmm. I, I, watched the, I watched the match and the Bayern wasn't brilliant. Okay, they were far, far from that. Okay, this is fair to say. But out of... It, should, it still should have been enough, shouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, this we're talking indeed, about and this is what Munich. I'm trying to say. Out of, out of yeah. 20 matches, they will win like 19. Okay? And they got the lead. I mean, and, and it's hard to and, and, and they, Yes. <laughs> it it, it müllerte. <laughs> um, so they got oh, the lead and, and they got chances too. They got a whole lot of chances. Um, and usually one or two of them uh, will go to the back of, of the net. And 
yeah, and okay, um, Saarbrücken did it well. They had some some nice counter attacks and and and, and scored in the shortly before the final whistle fell. This was not an undeserved win. I wouldn't go that far to say that, but. Usually, Bayern is not that generous to to leave so much chances out. So, okay, and we, in our game, mm -hmm. we didn't have that much chances. Okay, we didn't play against uh, against a third uh, division team, right? We but we didn't against, create any chances, did we? Yeah, we, but or, we didn't mm -hmm. create one shot on goal. Mm -hmm. One shot on goal. No shot from Openda. No shot from Werner. No shot from from Paulsen. Hey, yeah, what, it's what, strange. What? So this is. An un unacceptable um, offensive performance, and this is what um, really upset the, the fans in the in, mm. in in the internet and the fan forum and on Twitter. All all said that, hey, you're going out against Wolfsburg, no problem. We we knew all that one day will come where we lose a cup game and against Wolfsburg, losing against Wolfsburg is no shame, but but it's the way the way uh, that was mm. really um, embarrassing. So. Yeah, and what was really surprising as well, usually we had at least 45 minutes uh, where we played really solid and good football and uh, scored. You know, if I think of Augsburg, it was less than 45 minutes and we were up 4-0. Uh, everybody remembers the second half versus Stuttgart where we came back from a 1-0, uh, being 1-0 behind and then just uh, creating so much pressure and put five past them. Um, and versus Köln, Cologne. That was the first time when throughout the 90 minutes you thought, this is really good the whole time. Concentrated, passionate, um, and, and a really good performance. But uh, on, on Tuesday, woo, it was tough to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to absolutely. Yeah. And, these, and, and those you mentioned, it, those 90 minutes against Cologne came with that 3-4-1-2 um, formation. Can I ask um, you a stupid question? <laughs> and and it's Phrasenschwein time again. Yeah, but, yeah. but whatever happened to never changing a winning team? And uh, and yeah, and don't change a winning formation. Right? And a winning formation. No winning Is formation. it rotation? Well, I mean, you can rotate, but do you have to change the whole system? Well, um, I read that Moshima Khan wasn't at one hundred percent, and maybe mm. that was the reason that Marco Rosa said, "Okay, um, if I don't have three real center backs, I cannot uh, send out that uh, same formation again." And mm. therefore, he might have changed back. But honestly, I don't believe that this because um, Rose is, is Rose's favorite um, formation is always, usually always with four defenders, okay? He played mm. uh, the vast majority um, of RBL games since he is in charge uh, and with four defenders. And he did this uh, as he was uh, in charge in Dortmund and Gladbach as well. So mm -hmm. I don't believe... Um, that he is convinced that this formation he showed us against Cologne is the way to go. Mm. Unfortunately, because I liked, I liked it. Yeah, it worked really well versus Cologne, and it was uh, some some it was awesome. Um, I think one could think of of the need for rotation as well, but that is something I think we're going to address when we look forward to the uh, to the Mainz game, or even to when we talk about mind the gap. Yeah. Um, but don't forget the uh, injury of Danny. Danny Olmo really screwed up his plans, the, their plans. He was supposed to start. Um, and of course, we know what happened. So that needs us, leads us nicely to club-related news. And I uh, I take it we're going to start with Danny Olmo. Danny. I always call him Danny. <laughs> he should forgive me, maybe. Yeah, Danny, Danny. Mr. Olmo himself. Um, Senor. 
Senor Olmo. <laughs> um, yeah, he was injured in that game against Cologne. Um, we talked about that earlier in our um, last episode. And yeah, he went off holding his shoulder and the club revealed uh, the diagnosis on Sunday, as far as I remember. And the examination showed that he has an AC joint separation without a fracture. So it's, it's basically a shoulder injury. Um, it's not a broken collarbone or it's, it's, it's not a dislocated shoulder. It's something else. But at the end of the day, uh, Danny will be out and very likely we will, won't see him uh, in the in the first leg, in the first half of the season. So we have to mm. wait until um, mid-January. It's, it's so, what, I, what I guess. It's not going to be a good Christmas there, is there? So I this this might have this this might have had major impact more than we thought um, before before when we looked at the uh, Wolfsburg yeah, match. Absolutely, we will talk mm -hmm. about that a little later. And there was some other news. Uh, mm -hmm. We had we had this Ballon d'Or um, oh, celebration <laughs> um, for the best uh, football players in the world. We, we know Messi, yeah, won again. Um, mm, but yeah. there's also another trophy, the Copa Trophy, which is mm -hmm. uh, awarded to the best performing players under the age of 21 worldwide. And our mm, player Xavi was uh, voted on sixth place. So congratulations to that young man. You're the Very sixth, good. sixth best under 21 player in the world. Nice Congratulations. Nice achievement. Congratulations. So uh, good, good recognition there. Brilliant. Um, well, in, to, at the beginning of the week, Richard, you um, presented me something which is could be described as um, mind the gap. Um, you sent me some statistics and I thought, what the hell is he on about now? <laughs> he has too much time on his hands. But actually, yeah, you know, I, had a day off I had a day off Monday. <laughs> I had a day off Monday. Never, <laughs> you know, never give him another day off, guys. And I like numbers. Know. And so I looked into numbers. I know. My wife loves numbers as well. Out. She always says you can explain anything with numbers. So there you go. Uh, it's true. <laughs> it's really and, and the alien opposite. to me. <laughs> No, um, so and and the more I looked at it, the more interesting um, I actually found it. Um, so, what is behind that? Because you came up with the stuff, so do explain. Mm, okay, um, I sent it to you with the with the sentence "a polarized league?" Question mark. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it started when I read that um, RBL is playing its second best Bundesliga season uh, in terms of gaining points so far. Okay. Mm -hmm. After nine matches, yeah. Yeah, after nine mm -hmm. matches. So, and that led myself to the question: Why the heck are we only in fifth place then? I know we should be yeah. top. How how come? Um, that portends that those four even better performing teams are playing an outstanding first quarter of the season too. Hey, including Dortmund. I cannot believe this for one second. <laughs> <laughs> listen to this okay point gain wise so obviously if, if you ask me they don't play a really um, um yeah are they the new union berlin maybe yeah, they are just you never like, know you are union in they, disguise they, they play dreadful <laughs> most of the time um okay, so, I, so i tried to prove my point by studying the first nine game stretches in the bundesliga since there are three points uh, for a win uh, back to 1995. Mm -hmm. And the wow. result is... You had lots of time on your hands, mm, didn't you? Yeah, the day off, I told you. Um, <laughs> this is by far the best performance of the leading five clubs in the league since then. So Leverkusen, wow. Bayern, Stuttgart, Dortmund and RPL gathered together 110 points out of 135 possible. Excuse me? 
This is amazing, amazing. Lucky Since 1995, hell. there was only one season where the top five clubs had over 100 points after nine games. So this is wow. outstanding, okay? Wow. Um, this, this is the first thing we have to keep in mind. And on the other hand, I was wondering if it is also true that the bottom five teams may have gained less points than usual. Mm -hmm. And guess what? This is also, right. is also true. This is also true. Wow. Um, okay. I look back to also uh, until 1995, and I figure out that uh, this season's the bottom five clubs, which is uh, until now Mainz, Bochum, Köln, Union Berlin, and Darmstadt, scored an all-time low of 25 points. Um, 25. 25 points. Sounds like breadcrumbs. So, so 25 out of Jesus. 135 possible. Ouch. Mm -hmm. That's nothing. Okay, it's it's not that um, it's not an, an unique performance since this low number was reached twice before, um, mm -hmm. but it is also only the third time. So this this number was below thirty, okay, since nineteen ninety five. So wow. Usually, um, this bottom five are over thirty, and then I send you this uh, this this um, statistics. Um, we this, shared it on Twitter, uh, and we shared it on Twitter too. X Twitter, <laughs> and as as you can see, there is a widening gap. There is mm. a widening gap between the top tier uh, five teams and the bottom tier five teams. And what tells us that? So, in my opinion, it tells us basically that there is way less room for errors than, than there was 10, 15, like well, 20 years ago. If you want to finish in top or, or in top four at least. Um, and that widening gap between those top tier and bottom tier in the league says something about the increasing gap in terms of quality those teams have mm -hmm, in my mm -hmm. opinion so so you must win against those bottom tier clubs if you want to finish in top four and no excuses the better quality must win through here um sure if you want to win the league you have to bet to beat uh, the rest too okay fair to say yep. And you have to win against most of the uh, others as well. But but to qualify for the UCL, there are those must-win games because if you don't prevail in those encounters, another day will. So is it fair to say that maybe in, in previous years when the gap wasn't that wide, it, you could actually afford to lose points against the top, uh, the bottom five and still be able to finish up in the top four or even win the league? Your chances were higher, absolutely. Okay. So yeah, you, yeah. So because there were way more seasons where like fifty-five, fifty-eight points uh, was enough to finish in in, in top four. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know. I think last season or that season before, it was way over sixty. I guess sixty-three points were needed, and that you need sixty or more occurred way more often in that recent mm -hmm. seasons than it happened uh, in the late nineties and early two thousands. Okay. okay. Wow. So it's not it's not going to get easier. No. Um, I mean, at the at the moment, I think our average points per game that we gained is is plus two something. Mm -hmm. um, so if we keep that up, we should definitely finish in the top four. Um, but um, if you, if you look at those statistics and um, and the way we have performed versus the top or the bottom five uh, teams, so far we were okay, aren't we? Um, is it is it the case of ten out of 10 out of 12 points we we uh, uh, did get versus those uh, bottom five teams. And if we do win versus Mainz, it's going to be 13 out of 15. Yeah, so, so we're doing the job yeah. right there. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that uh, makes us quite hopeful. So that really emphasizes that 
every game is a must-win game, especially those um, from from the lower part on the bottom five. Um, bottom five. So those even the draw against Bochum that did hurt, and we saw this last year. I'm just going to give that remind you again. We lost, um, you know, when we got thrashed by Manchester City 7-0, we traveled to Bochum and we lost 1-0. Um, and then we had this beautiful game versus Mainz 05, where we <laughs> didn't have enough champagne to drink to to cover up a 3-0 loss at home in a, in a really strange match. Um, but those six points, we ended up with 66 points. If we had won those two games, we would have been champions. Because Bayern Munich and BVB only had 71. We would have been crowned. We would have had the Schale. Um, might have been too early for that double, you know, champions of the league and and cup winners. Gosh, <laughs> our season tickets would be so expensive. So, you know, better that way. But yeah, um, quite quite a lot of pressure um, there, and and some interesting stats. Do you see that gap widening in the ne- in the coming years? Do you think that's going to continue? No, I I think um, it's it's basically reached. Um, max level. It's peak, okay. Yeah, it's, it reaches peak. Um, if you if you don't go back thirty years, if if you um, do the same thing I did for the last ten seasons, uh, the gap uh, does not more or this is uh, wide's not more. I don't know. Can you say it like that? It well, doesn't get wider. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, so, but I, I I wanted to point out so something. Um, another thing that I think is. is um, necessary to say in that case um mm. so you must be able to send out high powered starting 11 in, in every game okay so, to, so start to, really to with your best with your best yeah. and hence it is not possible to several reasons to come up with the same starting players over and over again it is uh, necessary to hold a consistent level and mm. uh, until in your best chart until player 17 or, or 18 and in my opinion this is something we just do not have at the moment. And okay. what makes me a little bit suspicious if we mm. will be able to maintain our level of playing in top tier. Because from what I have seen so far this season, we have only about 14, maybe 15 players without a significant mm. loss of, of quality. And with some injuries we have to deal with at the moment, um, this making things even worse. So yes, yeah. in my opinion, we need more depth in our roster if we want to compete for top four spot this year's season and this will likely uh, will make it necessary to do something on this transfer market um, in this uh, um, tiny winter of season. But I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Um, you know, there's there's one player like Eli Moriba who's not even in the squad most of the time. I did see him in warming up when we played, I think it was Augsburg. And, and uh, people actually recognized him and <laughs> really well g- gave him a warm welcome. But it's players like this who we don't include in the squad. I don't know what, for whatever reason. Um, do you think somebody like him would get a chance or would we still keep him out? As far as I remember, there was something that happened, something um, that makes it not possible for for, for, mm. for the club to, to, to let him play. Uh, honestly, I, I don't remember what it was. Mm. Uh, I know we had we had issues in regards of attitude, you know, a uh, bit like Brope from from Ajax. Yeah. Um, he he never really accepted that he had played for mm. for Leipzig, and maybe he didn't like our city. Fair enough, you know, Amsterdam's quite nice. Um, but um, Moiba, sort of in a similar way, although I remember the first press conference, and they, they clearly stated, "Oh, RB Leipzig is the next step for me." 
blah de blah de blah all the things that you say um but then you seem to not join into the team and but the uh, the sentiment before the season was that he had improved he's uh he more he would fit the team more he played in the test test uh, in a test match versus uh, las palmas um and and i think in other games as well we actually scored a couple of times before that and and his it seemed to be a positive uh made make a positive impression but still when it came to competitive games he never the marco rosa may have included him in the squad but never gave him any minutes on the pitch so um so maybe it's not an option. Maybe uh, they're also looking forward to see if they can loan him out during the winter transfer window. Um, just to wrap this this topic up, um, I'm going to ask you another question. Do you th- how how many points do you think um, the champions will need to win the league this year? Bearing in mind it was Bayern Munich, seventy one points last season. At least going to be more, isn't it? At, at 80. Least 80, 80, 80, okay. 80. You you actually you, you top- heard it first, yeah. 80. <laughs> First, and it's gonna be who? Uh, Leverkusen will get. Oh no! Come on, Leverkusen will get double. Yeah. Okay, this is this is my my. my really? Yeah, I don't mean they always start well. Okay, they start really strong this time, and then they tail off uh, in the second half. Um. Yeah, but they they, they didn't uh, lost any key players. Mm, uh, true. The op- opposite happened. They, they, yeah, they, gained, true. they gained more depth. This is what what I said. What we're lacking. Mm. They have depth. You know, they they sent out eight new players uh, yesterday's mm. encounter against Sandhausen in the in the cup match. And okay, it, it was it, it, it wasn't a beauty of a game, but at the end of the day, they scored when they had to. Yeah, they exactly. They, we should have done that. They didn't yeah. went to extra time. No, they came up in in the 85th minute and scored, and then scored two more. So okay. Well, do you know, we we got a message from uh, well, his Twitter name is Ballham at Ballham Dude 2022, um, who's not an RB Leipzig supporter. He's just interested in the Bundesliga, which is strange because he's I think he's from the Royal Island. Um, but thank you, and thank you for listening to us. And he said it's going to be seventy-six points that we need. And he did also think Bayern Munich would get the cup, but that's that kind of didn't age well. But but it's fine, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> so seventy-six points is what he says. Okay, <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Won't, won't be enough. Okay, it's episode <laughs> nine. Uh, remark that we will we will re-listen to this at the end of the season. Excellent. So. Um, on our road to possibly 76 points, we're going to go to Mainz. And I vividly remember that last encounter at home versus Mainz. I remember the 57th winning and number 17. Um, well, he scored that beautiful goal and I had no more champagne. A lot of people left the stadium, actually. So, what's it going to be this time? Richard. Introducing our next opponent. Mainz 05. The yeah. Borsig Platz Party Poopers last season. <laughs> <laughs> you actually, you. This, this is brilliant because you're right. Everybody. I mean, one of my friends, um, he is a Dortmund supporter and he actually went traveling to Dortmund. Um, and, and everybody geared up for that huge party and Oh, that must have been a huge disappointment. And ever, to be honest, I thought they would beat Mainz easily. Come on! Yeah. yeah so. in, in in normal games, they they it's a, in that game how Dortmund played, they win mm. like eight out of ten. <laughs> it was so fluky yeah. that they didn't win four four point x goals. They had chances. Oh my gosh, chances over chances. Um, but didn't uh, couldn't get three in. Like at least one more than mine scored. So like okay, yeah. 
um, yeah, a little bit unlucky then. Um, yeah, Bayern is always with the Bayern Dusel. Well, Mainz um, was just there, you know, all they said to us, we're only here to spoil your party, we're only here to spoil your party, and they did. They did, oh, okay. <laughs> but this season, it's very different, okay? They 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 play playing a very lousy 2023-24 mm -hmm. campaign so far. Um, sitting on only three points out of nine games um, means last position, and this is their worst season start in club history. Oh. Um, but It started last season already, uh, since they are winless since match week uh, 29, or in other words, without a win in 14 league games in a row now. And do you know what was the last team they were beating at home? Do you remember? No. Bayern us. <laughs> Bayern, Bayern Munich, not us. Munich. <laughs> they won Bayern Munich. Well, how? Plattier. And you what know was what the was score the again? 3-1 in the end. 3-1, quite convincingly. It's a bit like Saarbrücken. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. And what's even more crazy, um, that the complete starting 11 from that match is still on their roster. Okay? Oh, shit. And seven do we have to be them, afraid now? No, do we, no, I will explain why we don't have to be. But seven of them started against Bochum last Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay? So nearly the team that beats Bayern Munich No, the whole team started against Bochum last Friday. And what was a ridiculous grotty effort. My gosh, they weren't able to put any pressure on that Bochum defense and, and, and consequently needed an own goal and a deflection seconds before the final whistle. The score here, boy. Okay, okay. Kind of a fluky draw for Mainz. My gosh. Um, so... Where does these does this decrease in their performance uh, compared to last season come from? Okay, when, when I told you, okay, those 11 are still there and mm -hmm. them started. Um, and I spotted multiple reasons for this. Uh, first and foremost, they lost one of their top goal scorers in person of Markus Ingwardsen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. He scored 10 goals and is now away and they couldn't really place him properly. And Another player that was a really important pillar in their midfield, Anton Stach. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Summer. True. Mm -hmm. And they also lost their left back, Aaron Martin, who went to Genoa, uh, I guess. Um, yeah. And the way things are going now, they failed to find proper replacements. Mm -hmm. new, new transfers uh, are the. Um, For example, the, the attacker El Ghazi, but um, yeah, due to some misbehavior uh, on social media, he I, I, I cannot imagine that he will uh, step with one foot uh, in, in, in a training pitch. Uh, he didn't get suspended, did he? No, not not yet, but it's just a matter mm. of, of time. Because mm, okay. he, he posted some, some anti-Semitic shit and, and then he was suspended and pardoned a few days later because he apologized. So that's what mine said. And one day later, he, he did a call in. Uh, call he in pulled sick. a sickie. <laughs> he called in, call in sick and didn't show up for training and posted some other uh, bullshit on, on social media again. And Well, that should be it now. Yeah, yeah. this should be it. Okay. Um, so they couldn't find any um, proper replacements. Mm -hmm. um, the second reason I think uh, I found is although the face of them didn't change much and, and the preferred formation is still a 3-4-3 three, three, um, something has changed in the playing style of mine 
I'm not quite sure if this is on purpose or just coincidence, um, but it is, it's eye-catching that they have more ball possession than they mm -hmm. had last season, especially in the games they won against Bayern last season and they won against us and, and they even beat Leverkusen at home. Um, they had only, in their win against Bayern, they had 26% ball position. In their win against uh, our team, they had 31 and uh, against Leverkusen, 34% ball possession. Um, and in the two all draw, uh, in the two all draw, famous draw against Dortmund in the very last match, they hit only twenty seven percent. So obviously, um, they did well uh, without the ball possession game. So, but now they are far away from that low numbers. Okay, um, the the lowest number they had this season was thirty eight percent in that one three defeat against Bayern. So okay. Again, They played against Leverkusen at home, they played against Stuttgart at home, and they always had at least 40%. So, in my opinion, that shows something that they tried to play more ball position game than they did last season. Okay, mm -hmm. um, And um, I, I assume this is because coach or former coach Swenson, so he, he was, um, he stepped out of charge um, voluntarily. Uh, right, right before we start our recording here. So yeah, had, that was uh, a bit surprising that it happened before the game. We had yeah. it on the show. Uh, so both Wenzel, not the coach of Mainz 05 anymore. Uh, Jan Siebert is, is taking over. Um, but I don't expect something big change here in, 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 in the approach. Um, mm. To be honest, if, if the sporting director would have taken over, Schmidt, who was coach before, I, I would have feared that he could motivate them so much that the momentum shifts towards those minds. But Jan Sievert, the name does kind of ring a bell, but it doesn't install that concern that they're going to be really big changes which are going to trouble us. But mm. maybe maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> he was coach at Huddersfield Town. Maybe the, the There you go. <laughs> He's an international guy. Uh -huh. Um so I don't I don't think this will change much and and I I, I assume that this is the, the approach to take um, control over the ball more often than, than they did. And I cannot imagine that all of the opponents until now outcoached minds by handing them the ball over. No. I, I think it was it was on purpose uh, what what Svensson did here. Um so and the third reason um, I believe is due to a lack of, of self-confidence. Okay, um, it seems that their defense is so afraid of making mistakes that they don't rely on their strengths. Uh, so this is might be such a self-fulfilling prophecy thing. Okay, um, mm -hmm. you know, then mistakes will come and you wait for that, and they and then they will be there. Okay, so like in every game, um, yeah. So that's my my. Uh, key watches so to wrap this up um, this is my, my summary um, of Mainz 05 so keys to win in my opinion there's one key to win don't press too high let them play the ball position game because this is what they are not able to do well and wait for errors to come and they mm -hmm. will come Good. okay so in order to get those three points tomorrow Who's going to do that for us? My What is your prediction of Rich's starting 11? Okay, I've got two lineup predictions uh, now today. Uh, yeah, one thing is what I expect Rosa to do. <laughs> um, I expect him to go back to the four 
triple two uh, formation, uh, so Blaswig between the goalposts. Uh, our defense contains Henrichs, Simakan, Lukeba, Raum. Mm -hmm. Defensive midfield, Xavi and Forsberg, offensive midfield. And I guess after this not so good performances from Werner and Paulsen on Tuesday, Chesko will get his starting chance. Uh, That's good. Yeah. So, but oh, I, sorry, Openda. Openda, Openda Chesko. Oh. I was talking over you. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, Chesko and, and what Openda. I wish, what I wish um, Rose will do is. Um, uh, he goes back to this three four one two formation that I was so excited uh, to watch against Cologne. Everybody so, uh, was. Yeah, everybody. Everybody was. Um, it went so well. So last week, mm. um, between the posts, uh, Simakan, Klostermann, Lukeba, our center backs, the midfield, Henrichs Raum on the outside, Schlager, Kampel inside, Xavi uh, in our offensive midfield, and Forsberg in first row alongside Openda. Yeah, that would be awesome. So let's keep our fingers crossed. In terms of score, what do you predict? Mm, I didn't thought about that. Uh, no, you know you. I'm going to go with three uh, one. You called me now. Leipzig oh. three one. Okay, I go with um, two nil. Two nil. Yeah, two nil would be fine as well. Beautiful. Well, we'll find out. We should find out soon. Um, so we did have a look back at the Wolfsburg match. We had a look at what the hell did Richard me with Mind the Gap, basically a polarized league. And it's going to be no room for error for us anymore if you wanted to finish up in the top four and play in Europe next year. And we also had some club-related news and looked forward to a encounter with Mainz. Thank you very much, Richard. That was really nice. And thank you, everyone, for listening. It's really appreciated. If you want to get in touch, you can do it via X Twitter. Find us on RBLE Global Tracks at uh, Podcast uh, RBL. And drop us an email. Talk to us at rbleglobaltracks.com. And our next recording will be early next week, because on Tuesday already, we're going to travel to Belgrade, or we're going to be in Belgrade, and uh, have a very important match in the UCL. Until then, everybody take care and auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs!